Hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the LGBTQ+ Let's Get Behind the Questions podcast. Before we start, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which this podcast is being recorded, and wherever you may be listening today, and pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. I'd also like to pay tribute to our First Nations LGBTQ+ communities too. So another week and another episode of this fabulous little production we've got going on here, the LGBTQ+ Let's Get Behind the Questions podcast. Um and nice to have you with me, uh Nick. Hello sweetheart, how are you today? Oh, you know, it's a good day when you're if you've got a, you know, Nescafe Blend 43 in your hands sipping it. Oh, you know, nothing like an instant coffee to wake you up. Nothing like a, a glass of a hot muddy dirty water. Anyway, <laughs> Um that's all they provide at work but fine. Um so can you believe Easter is all ready over? Done and dusted for another year. Was the Easter bunny nice to you this year? Oh, I know right. I can't believe that Easter has been and gone and it's done and dusted. Mm. This year I actually did kindly ask the Easter bunny to not stop at my house. Uh because I feel that's not like, like you. I yeah, it loves I chocolate. I don't need a lot of chocolate in my life yeah. right now. Um, you know, what is it the covid kilos and all that? Um well, that was a year still, ago. I, we're still we're still in the same pandemic. No, nah, I've worked my covid kilos off. Well, you know, good for you. <laughs> inspired, anyway, bunny <laughs> could save some eggs and give more eggs to more children rather than uh you know giving them to me. So what about the Easter bunny? Was he good to you, Dad? Well, as you know, I'm also on a very strict diet at the moment. I'm hashtag #shredding. Hashtag #shredding. Um but I did manage to have one of my favorite Easter eggs. Um my two favorites are creme eggs or cream eggs, however you say them. I say creme just to be a bit posh. Okay, um, fancy. Yes, a creme egg. Um or um my favorite is a Darley raspberry licorice egg. So it's raspberry licorice in chocolate. Oh, so amazing. Is it, I don't actually understand. So is the raspberry licorice in the middle of the egg? Like how does no, it work? So the egg is chunky and it's got chunks of licorice in it. It's like a thick egg oh. instead of a thin egg. Got it. Um, so quite a lot of chocolate and quite a lot of sugar. So um, you know, that's a few extra body pumps I've scheduled in there. So uh, yeah. Two a day now. I have been doing two a day on some days. I have been, yeah. yeah. Um, but how how did you? What did you do at Easter? Did you have some time off? Did you have some holidays? Well, I just had the public holidays off only. Um, mm. But you know that that's still a four day break, so that's really nice, a nice break. And um, now that I'm living closer to family, it made it much easier to go and visit them. So yeah. on Easter Saturday, I went up to to visit the parents and my nana. And had a nice little long lunch with them on that Saturday. Oh, and yeah. Yes. And then on Easter Sunday, we spent it with Laura's family down on the family farm in Pacolban, out in the bush there. And, uh, you know, got on the champers with uh, my Auntie Suze and Keza, my mother-in-law, mm-hmm. uh, my favourite ladies who also like the champers like me. When is there a weekend that you're not on the champers? You love your champers. 
Most weekends, actually, but if I'm oh. drinking, the preference is for the champers. So I, I feel like if I was to draw you in a picture from memory, you would have a, a bottle of uh, champers. Well, I feel like it's uh, if it's not a bottle of champers, it's a bottle of sparkling water. I just I like bubbles. I like carbonation in general. Oh, you do like some carbonation. So today on our episode, um, I can't believe, finally, we are talking to your mum. Mumsy. Yes, my amazing mum is joining us today to help us get behind the question, um, what is it like being a parent to an LGBTQ plus person? Or in, in my case, I'm going to reword that, what is it like being a parent of a really difficult to raise um, gay child? Um, so um, we're going to hear um, some thoughts uh, from Mumsy herself. Um, so it's going to be a hoot and a half, I think. This episode triggers any emotion for you and you need some support or you would just like someone to talk to, please remember that Woolworths Group team members have free access to assist. And if you're in Australia, they can be contacted on 1300 360 364. Or for our team members in New Zealand, you can contact them on 0800 360 364. Yes, because um, this is the first instalment in our new LGBTQ plus family series. Yes, we, we are family are... is going to be our little theme song for this one. Sing it, Nick. Oh. We are family. See, there LGBTQ we go. Plus and me. Oh, there that's we go. Good. That is good. Yeah, so that will be our little theme song um, just for this uh, these next few weeks. Uh, not really. I'm not going to do that, but I just I wanted to make Nick sing there. So. <laughs> Yeah, so we're looking at rainbow families and how they're made up of all different types of combinations and we're exploring what some of these combinations are and what people's experiences are like as part of rainbow families. Um, and I just can't wait to speak to Mumsy Lorraine and hear all the hot goss about what it was like raising you. Yes, well, I hope she's nice. Um, I think I've already given you a bit of an idea of what it was like growing up. I was definitely not the easiest child to raise. Um, some would say a textbook naughty child. Um, I'm pretty sure mum actually did end up buying a book to try and, you know, raise me through the book, but it didn't work. Um, anyway, um, shall we bring mum on? Yes, I can only imagine what she's got to say. So uh, do it. Welcome, Lorraine, to the podcast. Thank you. Lovely to be here. So, um, Lorraine, I feel like I already know so much about you uh, because Nick doesn't stop talking about you. He loves you so much. Um, and But as you would know, because I hear that you're an avid listener of our podcast, um, that yeah. we always start with the same question for all of our guests. So our first question to you, Lorraine, is who is Lorraine? So um, I'm Lorraine. I'm Nick's mum. I'm a hairdresser. I have uh, two other sons. I have a husband. I have a little dog. Um, I have a very happy life. And I identify as she and her. Amazing. So, Mum, uh, firstly, welcome. Um, I've always spoken about uh, having you on and we finally got you as a guest on the podcast. So you'll be uh, podcast famous in no time. Um, firstly, uh, Brisbane has been plunged into lockdown. 
Um, how's lockdown been treating you, Mum? What have you been doing to pass the time? Um, well, I've been keeping BWS um, in business yes. with my wife. Yes. Um, apart from that, um, been going on lots of walks, been taking Bob to the dog park, watching a bit of Netflix. Oh, what do you watch on Netflix? What's I good? Finished, I just finished Outlander today. Oh, yes. I'm not sure. I don't think that's your sort of thing. No. I've, I've watched everything else, so, no. yeah. Yeah. I see uh, I see where the B keeping BWS in business slash wine streak obviously runs in the family. Nick Nick fancies a wine or two, don't you, Dal? A wine or ten, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like a wine. Oh, give us a recommendation, Lorraine. What would you recommend? What's a wine recommendation? So a really nice one that I'm drinking at the moment is Cat Amongst the Pigeons. I think it's GMS or I think that's what it's called. It's like three three reds blended together. It's really nice. And that's I, I a like pinnacle it. line, actually. So if you if our team members go and buy that, you get extra discount on the cat amongst the pigeons range because um, it's a, a Woolworths uh, pinnacle brand. So make oh, sure you scan your card. Yeah. It's a great marketing there, Lorraine. You did that without even knowing. Well done. Good on you. We should hire you as a spokeswoman. What do you reckon? <laughs> um, so, Lorraine, this is the first episode in our new series on a podcast where we are looking at all different types um, and makeups and sizes of LGBTQ plus families. And in this episode, we are getting behind the question, what is it like being a parent of an LGBTQ plus person? So I'd like to just... So, you know, go back in time and go back to the beginning and start there. So I'm wondering if you could tell us a bit about um, where Nick was born, where did he grow up, and take us right back to the start. Sure. So Nick was our first baby and he was uh, two weeks late. So he came two weeks after his due date and he was born on um, Norfolk Island in Norfolk Island Hospital with one doctor and a midwife and a very traumatic birth. So we're very, very lucky to have Nick because they weren't sure that he was going to make it. So we knew he was going to be special when he did make it and he's turned out to be very special. And I see the, the running late thing hasn't really changed for him. Too. <laughs> No, look, I'm going to say that's just continued on since birth. I have never been on time since, um, but that's all good. Uh, I, it's my trademark now, uh, showing up 10 minutes late to meetings, so that's fine. Um, so, Mum, for our listeners, you have three boys, me included, obviously, um, the favourite. That's fine. Um, what was it like raising kids on Norfolk Island? Um, obviously, it was very different to raising them over here in the mainland. It was great. It was really lovely um, having three um, boys on a little island, very close to the beach. We were always at the beach. There was no crime. No doors were ever locked. Everything was left open. Kids could pretty much run wild. Um, it was just wonderful. It was a fantastic place while they were little. Probably not so fantastic as they grew up and became teenagers. Um, 
there was, um, like any small country town, there was a lot of boredom, so teenagers got up to a bit of no good. Um, so yes, um, when they were little, it was fabulous, but as they grew up, we knew it was time to move on. And I think we're going to um, dig a little bit deeper into that in just a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but Lorraine, Nick has let us know in, um, you know, some previous podcast episodes that we've done um, that he came out to you when he was about 20 years old. Um, but I'm wondering if maybe you had a little bit of an inkling prior to him coming out to you that, um, that you might have known he was gay before he even knew that he was. Did you have any inklings? I've been thinking about it, and I was talking to my husband about it last night, and to be honest, we had no clue. Um, I suppose we weren't looking for anything, or he was just a normal kid. He did play with Barbies a lot. <laughs> but his dad played with dolls as well. So, you know, kids play with trucks and dolls and all sorts of things. So I suppose when I look back on videos of when Nick was a little boy, I, I can tell then. But when he was growing up, um, no, no, I had no idea. But in saying that, it wasn't really a shock when he did come out. So I suppose maybe we did know, but it wasn't really something that, you know, was an issue. Why did you and Dad choose to move away from Norfolk? What was the reason um, for that, that move? Because obviously that was a very big decision. Yeah, yeah it was. There was a few, um, a few things that made us decide to move from Norfolk. One of the biggest things was um, Nick got bullied when he was about, would you have been about 12 or 13, Nick? Yeah, grade nine, I think, yeah. But badly bullied at school. And, and the school was only about 300 students. So that was from kindergarten to year 12. So it was very hard to hide in a school that small. And I'd often drive past and I'd see Nick just sitting on his own in the school grounds. And it used to break my heart. And I think the reason he got bullied was because he was very different from the other kids. He was very sensitive. He was very arty. He didn't want to play football. He didn't go surfing. Um, he was just a very artistic, sensitive little boy, really. And the other boys didn't like it, so they used to pick on him. So one day we did... Find Nick in the family room and he, he had wrapped a cord around his neck and then we decided that it was definitely time to do something and to get him off the island and start afresh. So that was the main reason but we'd always planned to leave as they got older anyway because we knew they would go to university, they were all bright boys so instead of sending them away we decided we'd all move and we'd just stay together as a family. Lorraine, I'm going off script here, but how did you end up at Norfolk in the first place? Like, are you a Norfolk native or how did that come about? So, long story. I'll, I'll keep it short. Um, I was engaged to somebody else um, for five years and that broke up and the guy I was engaged to used to follow me everywhere. So I knew I had to get away. So I answered an ad in the paper to Norfolk Island and got a job there. 
and met my husband and stayed for 20 years. <laughs> oh my god, what that's a that's a very interesting story. What started as a not so great story turned into like the best story of your life. Like imagine if you didn't do that. Yes, yes. No, we I met my husband fairly soon after I got there. He came in to the salon for a haircut. And um, that night we met at the local pub and that was it. We were just together from there. The rest is history, as they say. It is. It is. We just knew straight away that we were going to be together and, and we were. We are. Dad, Dad is a, um, a Norfolk native. His uh, family has been there well, since the beginning of time, I would say, since, they, since it was settled, really, wasn't it? Well, Dad's grandfather never left the island. He lived yeah. his whole life on the island. Yeah, yeah, he never ever left. Yeah, yeah. My husband's a Christian, so if you know your history on um, Mutiny on the Bounty, he descends from Fletcher Christian. Oh, because I was going to say, is there like, because you usually when um, families are a part of like founding towns, there's often streets named after them and stuff. So is there a Christian street in Norfolk Island somewhere? There's a Fletcher Christian um, Boulevard or something, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, there's thousands of Christians all over the world now. Um, they've gone everywhere. everywhere. Um, but, yes, he, he originated from the Mutiny on the Bounty um, and Fletcher Christian. So he's a direct descendant of Fletcher Christian. Mm, interesting. Fascinating. Hmm. Now, Lorraine, Nick has shared with us his coming out story from his perspective. But we'd yes. like to flip the coin and have a look at it from the other side, the other perspective, and we would love to hear the story from your perspective. Um, so could you tell us your experience of Nick's coming out story and what what did you think in that moment and how did you respond? Tell us the story. Okay. So I was working um, in a Just Cut salon at our local um shopping centre and Nick texted me and asked me could I meet him for coffee in my lunch hour. I said yeah that would be lovely. So we met at the coffee club and Nick was really nervous and his hands were shaking and yeah I couldn't really figure out what he was what was going on and he said mum I've got something to tell you. I said okay. He said I've met someone. I said oh that's really lovely darling and he said Mum, it's another man. And I said, well, that's okay. That's okay. And he kept saying to me, Mum, I'm really sorry. I didn't want to be gay. I tried not to be gay, but I can't help who I am. It was, it was so sad. And we, I just said to him, Nick, it doesn't matter to us. We love you, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's perfectly fine. Don't try and be someone you're not. So from then he said, could you tell dad? So we went, I went home and told dad, told my husband. And my husband said, um, oh yeah, what's for dinner? He wasn't even fussed at all. And I think that that was due to the fact that I'm a hairdresser and I've had lots of lovely gay friends all through my life. And my husband growing up on Norfolk, there's lots of gay people on Norfolk. So to us, being gay was nothing really. It was just, it was okay. There was nothing to be, you know, nothing to explain or no, it was just fine. So yes, we were fine with it. 
even my dad was fine with it, who's 90. He was okay with it. So, and we wondered about him, but he was fine, wasn't he, Nick? Yeah. 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 I think my dad said, oh, well, I think there's a gay footballer. So, yes, I think that's okay. Mm. So. Um, so after I told you, um, so what did you do? So you went home, told dad, what were your sort of thoughts after, after I told you, did you do any research or anything like that? Or I, I just wanted to make sure that I was being supportive and being the best mum I could be because I knew it was not going to be easy for you. Being gay was, is, is never easy. Um, especially in Brisbane, I think at that time it was quite difficult. So I did do a little bit of research and thought I might join some sort of club for gay parents, parents of gay people. Um, and I spoke to Nick about it and he said, it's fine, Mum, you don't need to do that. We'll, we'll sort it out. We'll get through it all. So, yeah, I didn't, didn't need to. I was fine and, and we, we've always been fine. And his brothers are all fine. We're all all very happy for Nick to be able to be himself. Um, so we've likely got some parents out there who are listening to our podcast, Lorraine, um, who maybe their children have just come out to them or perhaps they maybe have an inkling that their children might be wanting to come out to them. Yeah. So what advice would you give to any parents who are tuning into this podcast? My advice would just be to love them and support them and, yeah, just be there for when they're ready to come out. Certainly don't push the issue or don't ask. I, I wouldn't ask any questions, but just when they're ready, they'll come and tell you or come out and just be supportive and love them like you do. Good advice. Just love them for who they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Children are such a gift, you know, like it doesn't matter what their sexual preferences are. I mean, they're your children. I love all my three boys. I, yeah, all the same, although Nick does think he's the favourite. They all think they're the favourites. I, think <laughs> I am a favourite. <laughs> so, Mum, I know you're a, an avid listener. You listen to our podcast on your way to appointment, to your hairdressing appointments, uh, through your your little car radio, which I've taught you how to do, so you're welcome. Um, yes. Yes. So you know that we always finish the podcast with the same question for everyone, and that is um, what advice, what piece of advice would you give to our listeners out there? Um, I would just say to love your children unconditionally and accept them for whoever they are or whatever they want to be. They'll always be your children and they're such a gift. Just treasure them. We need more mums like you, Lorraine. That's beautiful advice. So I want to say thank you so much um, for coming on our podcast today. It's been, we always say, a hoot and a half having you and I feel blessed that I finally met you because I've heard so much about you over the past, what is it, like year, year and a half now, Nick? Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah. I've been harassing Nick and saying, I want to meet Lorraine. When am I meeting Lorraine? And then I also did say, Lorraine, that when you come down to Sydney next, we need to go out for some wines as well. So if we need to do that. Oh, yes, that sounds like lots of fun. Okay, Nick cool. and I do that, don't we, Nick? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it will be lovely. It's been lovely meeting you too, Nick. Thank you. I'm so happy that I finally met your mama bear now. She is just a beautiful soul. Yes, I do love mum. Um, I'm definitely a mama's boy. Um, she is my favourite person in the whole wide world. So I'm, I'm glad um, you got to meet her, but I'm also glad all of our listeners got to meet her. Mm. Um, so I'm really excited, though, about continuing this, uh, this mini-series uh, where we're going to be looking at rainbow families. So tell us, um, who are we speaking to next week? Mm. So next week we are going to be bringing on Amanda Williams-Scott from right. our New South Wales Culture and People team. Um, and Amanda identifies as a lesbian. So we're going to talk to her about what it's like being a lesbian mum mm -hmm. and also talk to her about her co-parenting situation and experience um, that she has with her ex-partner and her current partner. Very interesting. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. I do know Amanda. Um, so she, I know she's a, a fabulous storyteller. So um, she will, um, you know, be very good to listen to so i can't wait until next week everyone stay safe shine bright and be proud catch you next week everybody goodbye